Coming up on Squats and Margaritas. I just did it. I didn't think about the, you know, cons, the pros. I was just focused on being a business owner. Nothing is perfect when you first do it. I had a few hiccups, but nothing to the fact where my business is going downhill. Being a business owner and seeking to get to that next level, you have to ask for help. You have to invest in yourself. You can't go around thinking that you know everything. I learned a lot from my agents. I'm not mm-hmm. the one that it's my world, you know, <laughs> even though the show, you know, if you don't like it, you can leave. But <laughs> at the end of the day, all my agents bring something to the table and they all help keep a little realty. Where is that today? Hey, senorita, really nice to meet you. Have some tequila and stay. This week on Squats and Margaritas, it's Sherelle Rosado, CEO of Allura Realty. You know her as the star of Selling Tampa on Netflix. She's a mom. She was in the military for 13 years. I so admire her hustle as a fellow mompreneur. I want to talk to her about her story, how she's gotten to where she is now, how she got her show on Netflix, how she balances everything as a mom, as a CEO. Please do me a favor and subscribe wherever you're listening to this episode. That way you'll always get an alert when a new episode drops. And please give me a review for Squats and Margaritas podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps for people to find my show and I would appreciate it so much. Here is my episode with Sherelle Rosado. As a fellow mompreneur, I just admire your hustle and what you have built so much. Um, You're a mom of four? Yes. You're the CEO of multiple companies. I want to get into how you balance everything, but I wanted to start from the beginning. You grew up in Phoenix city, Alabama, which blows my mind. My husband's from Lochapoca, Alabama. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you had a track scholarship to UAB in high school. And then what happened? Let's start there. Um, I ended up getting uh, pregnant. So I decided to, um, go a different route. I had my daughter my 12th grade year and I actually went to play basketball um, at a community college close to home. So my um, my daughter, I can have help. But then, you know, it wasn't, I just being in that, in the hometown, I felt like it wasn't growth. So one day um, I went to a recruiter and I was like, hey, I need to get out of here. I need to have a better life for me and my daughter. This is not it. I'm yeah. not making good money. So um, we signed the paperwork and everything. And I told my grandmother, I was like, I'm going to need you to watch her for about six to eight months while I go through all my training and tell anyone else. And um, she did it. And the day I was getting ready to go off to um, to basic training, I went to my, my mom was a nurse at the time. I went to her job and I said, mom, can you pack up my apartment? I'm leaving today. Wow. And we cried and that was the beginning of everything now. (laughs) Yeah. You were in the military for 13 years. Yes. I wanted to touch on something that you have recently like talked about. There was no me too movement, you know, back when you were in the military, but like something happened to you, right? Yes. You know, going to a predominantly male unit, you're being harassed all the time, sexually assaulted all the time. So many females get assaulted being in in those predominantly male divisions and it got to a point where when I turned it down I started be, being mistreated my leave started getting denied you can't go on leave um God. where he was touching on me in front of my soldiers slapping my ass in front of my soldiers and it took one of my soldiers to go and say something um to back it because it's like if you say something they won't believe you or they'll sweep it up 
under the rug. So the bravery that my soldier had to go and report it, um, I'm truly grateful for him. And it became very stressful because then it's like you go to formation and people are looking at you like, oh, she's the girl that, you know, um, be careful. Don't be around her. You can't play play around. It it was just a whole bunch because this this male was in a a high level, so yeah. of course they're gonna have respect for him. And me doing that, it opened up doors for more. And um, I'm truly grateful that I did proceed with it. Um, now it wasn't just that that pushed me to go to therapy. Okay, um, okay, yeah, that was a major part of it. Um, before even that happened, I was deployed to Afghanistan and. Just being over there, you're not used to seeing people just blow themselves up, just kill themselves just because. Um, And you become immune to it. It's like nothing phase you anymore once you constantly seize it. And your emotions start to drift away. You have no emotions. So when I got back, my daughter, I I noticed myself getting angry a lot. And I will argue about the smallest things. And my daughter, it took couple of years later it took my daughter she was like mom you're not the same person you were before and her telling me that it's like I don't want my child to grow up you know disliking me because I'm not going to get help it wasn't brought uh therapy wasn't brought up in in our household either Mm -hmm. so um the first time I went wasn't successful I basically cussed my therapist out and told her you don't know what the fuck I've been through like who, why would I fucking write down paper, write this down on paper? That doesn't make sense. So I was, it was a lot of um, rejection and you go back and that's what happens. You go through, go to it. There's rejection. You don't want to hear it. And it took me to go to intensive care therapy where I'm basically there 24 seven to get the intense care so I can, because I want to change. Yeah. And at first I was worried about, you know, people are going to think I'm crazy, this, that, and the third, but I'm truly grateful that I did the intensive care therapy. It taught me how to set boundaries. It taught me how to control my emotions. It taught me how to deal with a lot of things. And now I'm able to have coping skills to get through. No, it didn't change everything. I still go through things. I still have nightmares. I still, you know, have anger issues towards what happened to me, but I have, um, coping skills to help me get through it. Yes. And thank you. I mean, you could have like written it off and been like, this is bullshit the first time where you didn't have a great experience, but you kept like, I'm so glad you're speaking out on it because I too, I'll say it too. I go to therapy. Um, I am like high anxiety all the time, especially after I became Mm -hmm. a mom, it got like, it was like times a hundred. And I'm always just like, come on, let's go. Da-da. And my husband's always like, where are you going? What is the problem? Like, and I was like, I don't know why I'm always just, Ugh. and I take medication for it. And I am trying to break the stigma of that too. And it's like, if there's a chemical imbalance off in your system somewhere that something can help you with, and you're not getting help, you're not going to therapy or taking medication because of the stigma. Or I think a lot of moms are like, I don't want to seem like I need help. Like I got this. And if you're struggling, like therapy, I mean, it helped me. So it helped my relationship. We didn't go to like couples therapy, but I deal with my husband differently since therapy. I feel like it's everything. And I'm so glad that you shared that journey. And what a great mom to like do that for your daughter. Like if that, if you weren't sure about it and you're like, no, my daughter's saying something and she sees something I'm going like, regardless of how, like what you felt about it. 
So then you got your master's degree. How did that? So how do we go from <laughs> military <laughs> to your master's degree, which I do not have. And that's badass. <laughs> <laughs> so while I was in the military, one of the biggest things while being in the military in order to get promoted fast, not only do you have to be physically fit, but you also have to have the education, the civilian edu- education. So as soon as I joined the military, I took, um, took advantage of all the benefits that it provided. So yeah. I was at, I did HR. So I was really hustling. Um, I had a sitter uh, over an evening sitter where I would leave from work and go straight to school on campus. There was there was a a campus on the base. So I started off at a community finishing up at a community college, um, Central Texas College, finished what I had to do. And then I went to UMUC and just kept going because I wanted I I wanted to get promoted fast. So I made seven and eight years and. (laughs) going to going through college helped that and then it's like like all the people that like that follow you and see you now it's like oh the glam and like she's so lucky reality star (laughs) ceo it's like look you hustled you have this because i hope like they hear this story and it's like oh you know she's lucky i'll never have it you didn't have this you built this and i i respect that so much yeah so um I opened my real estate company right before I transitioned. So I was still in the military when I was going through the process of opening my company. Oh my God. I was in the re- military when I was a full-time real estate agent. So I would put, throw on my uniform, go to work during my lunch break, go show a house or go to a closing. Um, and it got so crazy where I had to bring on a team member. Yeah. Um, business was just amazing uh, back in 2017 when I first started. And I became very successful at it. So when it was time to transition in 2019, I was being medically uh, med boarded, medically retired. Um, I was like, I don't want to go work for anybody else. I, I want to be my boss. So I did the research, what it would take to open up a business. All, all I had to be was an agent for two years to become a broker. So I went and got my broker license. And I was like, and they tell you in broker school, don't open up your own uh, business. It's just a pay. And I'm like, well, you do it. Why can't I? What exactly. Makes- they don't want you to take any other business. They're exactly. like, you don't. You stay somewhere else. And people fall for that all the time. So I was like, oh my God. I'm going to open up my own brokerage. And it was an ego thing at the time. Um, <laughs> right. What made you confident enough to be like, I did, I, I'm a realtor. I can, I know I can do this, but being a broker and starting your own brokerage is a whole nother thing. Like at what point did, was there like a time where you're like, oh my God, I got this. Or like you closed on something where you were like, I should be, I shouldn't be working for someone else. How did you get the confidence to just be like, I got this? So when I I opened up my team, I started my team. My broker at the time was taking double commissions from both of us. And I was like, that's not right. It's one deal. Why are you taking two? Well, because your your agent doesn't produce like you do. We're a team, whatever. I was like, "Um, you know what? I don't have to deal with this if I open up my own business. So I pitched it to her. She was like, no, it's too much of a responsibility. I was like, okay. So um, I just did it. I didn't think about the, you know, the cons, the pros. I was just focused on being a business owner. And, you know, it's a nothing is perfect when you first do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have been truly grateful that I had a few hiccups, but nothing to the fact where my business is going downhill. Yeah. And you learn from that. It's like you have to have the hiccups to learn. Now, you know, not to do that. Like whatever happens. 
And you have to be, you have to understand being a business owner and seeking to get to that next level, you have to ask for help. You have to invest in yourself. You can't go around thinking that you know everything. I learn a lot from my agents. I'm not mm-hmm. the one that it's my my world, you know, <laughs> you like it, even though the show, you know, if you don't like it, you can leave. But <laughs> at the end of the day, all my agents bring something to the table and they all help keep a little realty. Where is that today? Yeah. So how long did you have uh, Allure like up and running before you got the show? So I opened it. I opened my business in 2019, mm-hmm. um, July, 2019. I hired my first agent in September. Um, I had a full crew. I have had about 13 agents by November. Um, January, we started, you know, getting the office and everything. And then I started promoting for photos. I was like, you know, we need to be different. There's nothing like this around in Tampa. Yeah. Um, let's do a photo shoot. March is uh, Women's International Month. So, oh my gosh, perfect. <laughs> we did a photo shoot. It was all ladies. Um, I had a part time male, two part time males, but they, you know, they, do a whole nother business. So it was all female. Yeah. And, and we did a photo shoot and I was like, we're going to release it on Women's International Day. Yeah. We released that photo. It went viral. I had producers hitting me up. Hey, we're interested <laughs> in, in shooting you guys. Have you ever thought about reality TV? I was like, it's, you know, I'm open to it. What, you know, let me hear you out. Yeah. So this company who had a few shows on Netflix, but they wasn't, um, they, they didn't do uh, real estate. Mm-hmm. They reached out to us. We did the whole interview process. They didn't like some of the agents. They liked some of them. And I was like, you know what? If we're going to do actually one of my agents. Um, she was like, have you ever watched Selling Sunset? And I was like, no, I ne- never watched it. She was like, we should, we should look up and see who the producers are there. Yep. So I went Slid in his DM. I found out who it was, Adam Devella. I was uh-huh. like, go add him on all the networks. <laughs> and, and then a day later, his assistant emailed me. He was like, hey, we're interested in you guys. And I was like, well, actually, we have a few producers that's already talking to us. Yeah. And Darla was like, did you guys sign any paperwork? I was like, no, we didn't sign anything. We're looking. He's like, okay, great. My lawyer's going to send you some information, basically to cease all communications. I was oh. like, this is where I want to go anyway. I'm willing to sign it because I yeah. know what they do. So um, oh basically they sent over the paperwork and we went from there. It took off. And then after that, then I watched someone's son. And I was like, yeah. okay, I like this. Were you worried about was- it bringing down your team? Like, the cameras come on and then people are like trying to get spotlight and you're like, this could hurt my business. Or is it just like the press on your business? Like it's worth it because everybody knows about your business now. I think because the difference between, you know, my brokerage and other brokerages, Mm -hmm. we were a family before the cameras came on. So we all were close. Like it really is a family at Allure and everyone knew each other. So the biggest thing was like, okay, if, if we proceed with this, Let's make sure we stick together. Let's make sure we don't turn on each other. Um, let's respect each other's storylines, whatever it is. Let's yeah. respect each other. So I think we were more focused on not, you know, hurting someone else. And we stay connected. And that was the biggest thing. But, you know, when the cameras come on, everybody for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> right. Everybody, you like knew what to expect. Like it is what it is. Right. Uh, do we know if you're getting a season two? We it, Nothing has not been released yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, and I, I wanted to like touch on this. Your fiance 
played in the NFL. So did my husband. And so we have the thing in common where now we're kind of in the spotlight and we built brands. How has that like, well, you didn't know him while he was playing, right? Or you did? No, I didn't personally know. I knew him, but I didn't personally know him. Like we didn't communicate. How has he been with like, you're in the spotlight, you're like this mom boss and he isn't playing anymore. Like, how has that been like the shift in like, you're on TV, you're, you're a reality star, you're a CEO. Has that been like kind of itchy for him or he supports it? You know what? <laughs> Ted is my number one supporter. Oh, Anything I that. that I does, even when we started filming, he would help me. He's carrying my clothes. He's helping me find outfits. He's buying bags. He's doing whatever it takes to He's shouting me out. He's oh like, my God. whatever it takes, he's always there. Like I'm here for business right now in Houston. And he's like, I'm coming. What do you need? What do you need? Oh. So I'm truly grateful for him. He's like, he will give his last and it's just amazing. I'm truly blessed to have him. We're kind of getting there now. It's not that like my husband, I don't want to paint. I feel like I paint this picture that he's not supportive. We didn't see this coming. We dated for 10 years before we got married. So it was like his 10 years that he played in the NFL. And I was just kind of on his arm and I had no, it sounds horrible. I had no aspirations to do anything. (laughs) Like I was, I just wanted to be a mom. Not that that's like just because it's amazing if you're fulfilled as a mom. And I truly thought I would be Cheryl, but like I wasn't fulfilled. And I will say that. And I felt like there was more. So I put myself out there and ended up a radio station gave me a show. And I kind of just was like, yeah, I take it. (laughs) He's like, hold on. Like he's retired at this point. So it was like, physically he can help me because he's around, but he's like, it kind of wasn't what he signed up for. I said, I was going to be a stay at home mom. So it was definitely, I've been doing this three years, kind of a transition. Cause he's like, wait, like if I have to go do press or something, he has the kids or if I'm recording a show, now they're back in school, but the pandemic was a hell of a lot of fun with a two and a four-year-old home with me. But now he's getting to the point. It's like, it's, it's just different. Like he did not see this. Nobody saw it coming. Right. So, and I almost had to like downplay like how much I wanted it. And like when it was getting bigger, I'm like, you know what? I'm not downplaying it anymore. Like I'm, this right. is what I want to do. And I'm growing it. And I know that this is not what you saw happening. And I don't have to work like financially. I don't have to work, but I felt like I didn't know what it was, but there was something else and nothing else makes me feel like fulfilled. And like, this is my purpose and this is what I'm supposed to do. And I'm going to keep doing it. But right. our relationship, it was just a little bit. That's why I was like, when both of our husbands coming out of the NFL and out of the spotlight and now we're going in. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. I think the only thing like with Chad is like, you know, when we're out all the time, it's not a shock. He's like very happy about it when, <laughs> when and sometimes people like, oh, I want to take a picture, Sherelle. That's Sherelle from. And it's like, oh, I know you because of the show. I know. <laughs> oh my God. Do you by any chance, did you watch Real Housewives of Potomac? Monique Samuels, her okay. husband, Chris Samuels, played with Marcus, my husband. And so he was like the six time Pro Bowler. And now it's like when we're out, they're like, give Chris the camera. They're like, can I get a picture with Monique? <laughs> He's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but he was like, cool with it too. Like, it's, it's an yeah. adjustment. And I feel like it's maybe not what he saw coming, but it's like, it is what it is. And, I love how supportive he is. Do you have um, a wedding date set? Is that coming up or? We do not have a wedding date set yet, okay. Okay. but I did pick the ring. I did oh. pick the ring. <laughs> oh, you got to pick the ring? I got to pick the ring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I need to know if you're going to be Sherelle Ochocinco. More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. Guys, we're moms. We're not out on the town every night anymore. We're chasing our toddlers through our kitchen. 
But there are those times where you want just that little extra something. Maybe it's a girl's night, a wedding, a date night, a work event. If you're looking for that little extra confidence boost, you need Rejuvalift. Rejuvalift delivers dramatic results to minimize the look of lines, wrinkles, crow's feet, those 11 lines that I have between my eyebrows. I use it on the bags under my eyes. Guys, it works in four minutes and delivers results up to seven hours. I've tried it. I'm obsessed. And now Squats and Margaritas listeners can get 20% off at rejuvaliftbeauty.com using code margaritas. That's R-E-J-U-V-A liftbeauty.com and use promo code margaritas. You need this in your life. Shipping is free. You get 20% off. Go to rejuvaliftbeauty.com. Explain your DNA on, on 10 cases, man. You're inside the police interrogation room with the alleged Potomac River rapist. I'm not guilty on any of this stuff. So calm, so reasonable. Could this be the man who terrorized women for nine years before murdering a brilliant scientist two decades ago? Experience one of the most fascinating true crime podcasts available. Join crime reporter Paul Wagner for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare series. Search American Nightmare Podcast on all podcast platforms. Now back to Squats and Margaritas. Terrell Monique Johnson. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was like, wait, does this mean like, okay. Um, and a side note, French fry is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I need more of her on your Instagram. <laughs> Listen, she is just like her dad. They are hilarious together. <laughs> How old is she? She is seven months. Oh my gosh, I thought she was older than that. Oh my God. You just had a baby seven months ago? Yes. Okay, let's talk about your snapback then. I wasn't going to go there, but (laughs) can we talk about what you do for fitness? Jeez. Work my behind off. Yes. I just started back working out, um, putting that back into my schedule because that also helps me with my my, uh, therapy working out. It helps me go about my day. So um, I definitely have to fit in a workout, uh, a routine each day. Uh, five days a week and yes. what do you do do you lift cardio what's your I, I lift I don't want to lose weight so I like to stay tall and my Same. my okay. signature are my legs so just I keep the legs right <laughs> right <laughs> everything my, I wrote a book about I'd struggled with multiple eating disorders like I I was anorexic I was bulimic like all in the pursuit of like my, this physical ideal that I never found when I was over exercising and barely eating And now it's like, I eat twice as much and I lift and I have found my physical ideal, which is not thin anymore. It's like strong. Like I think back for 20 years from like 16 to 36, I was like, wanted to be like pencil thin. And now I'm like in the gym with the biggest bar, like trying to grow my butt. And it's like (laughs) what I'm trying to get completely changed. And I'm so happy in my body now, like eating more, lifting, enjoying margaritas and not like restricting and putting everything off limits. Cause then you want it more. Would you live a balanced lifestyle? Are you squats and margaritas as well? I am. <laughs> okay, Hamburgers, fries, chicken, everything. <laughs> yeah. Because if you make it off limits, it's like, then you have it somewhere. You're at a party and it's like, Oh, how to pick out a piece of fried chicken or had a piece of cake. Might as well eat the whole thing. Cause I blew it. And then you like, let yourself eat bad all weekend. But it's like, if, if it's allowed, it's almost like I have wine or margaritas every day. So it's not like on Saturday night, I have to have a bottle of wine or like seven margaritas. So just like balancing it has made it much easier for me. I can, I can balance my fitness and my like going out life. But where I am struggling right now with the balance is being a mompreneur. Like 
trying to like hustle this brand and not feel guilty that I'm doing this when my kids are, my kids are four and six. And mm-hmm. as much as you have on your plate, like CEO of multiple businesses, you're a reality star, four kids, you're going to be planning a wedding. How do you balance it all and make it so that everybody's getting, I don't even want to say equal. Cause I don't know if that's even possible, but everybody's getting the attention from you. It's, it's much easier now for my older kids to understand. And you look at it. Um, I just had this conversation a couple of days ago. Um, I was actually spent having more time away from my kids when I was in the military and I was yeah. working for the government. So it's like, and I explained to my daughter, my kids now, mom wants to make sure you guys have the best lifestyle. She wants to make sure that you guys can have a great upbringing better than what I had and not struggle. Um, so I'm going to work hard for it. And they understand no matter what job you do, you're going to be away from them. So the biggest thing is communication with your kids. And you can start as young as they are right now. But Mm -hmm. as long as you communicate and understand, this is why mommy is doing this for you. Um, You don't feel guilty because sometimes I bring my kids on and they're like, oh, your life is boring. I don't want to do it. But they understand. (laughs) It's like just teaching them and just having a a strong um, support system. My my parents are amazing. So having that strong support system and communicating with your kids, uh, you won't feel guilty. I'm trying not to, it's just like, I don't ever want them to think that I'm choosing this over them. And no. I, do you have any like Melissa and Doug toys? You know, that like toy brand, Melissa and Doug is like this huge toy brand that Melissa I had on my show built with six kids. And so I had her on, I'm like, you built the brand. How do you do it? Like I said, when my son's here right now and I keep going, oh, hold on one second. Uh, of course, like I'll, I'll stop what I'm doing to show you that you're number one. She's like, no, she's like, don't do that. She goes, you show him that what mommy does is important and not more important, but just as important. And she's like, you said you had a daughter. Don't you want to show her that she can have something like this? And so she'll have something that she's pa- uh, passionate about. And it was like mm-hmm. that reframe ever since she told, like, told me that I don't just stop immediately. And I'm like, mommy's working. And it was so hard at first. Cause they're like, cause I was just like, no, I have to show them their number one. She's like, why? No. She's like, you no. show them that this is important too. And I was like, all right. So yeah. And I was not looking at it like that at all. Um, I want to end it with your best tip for a mom, maybe just started a business or has a lot of, I talked to a lot of mompreneurs that are like trying to level up their brand. Like what do you see like other mom CEOs or mompreneurs doing that you're like, Oh my God, stop doing that. Or why aren't you doing this? Like, what's the tip you have been able to just scale your business and grow I am frustrated. Like I can't grow on Instagram. doesn't matter what I do. I just stay the same. What have you found is like the most helpful thing to kind of like grow your business? I think the biggest thing is um, what we were just talking about. A lot of moms, I was guilty of it at one point. You have to, it's okay to be selfish sometimes. And that's even with your husband, even with your kids, you have to, in order for you to get the fulfillment you want, you have to be selfish and do what you need to do and not feel guilty about it. Um, I think that's the main thing. And, and don't worry about what people say. Um, a lot of people, you know, focus, Oh, she's doing this. She doesn't have time just because I don't display it. Doesn't mean that, you know, everything is an equal balance here because I was able to, to do it. Um, so don't worry about what others say and it's okay to be selfish. Yeah. You said just cause I don't show it. I talked to Ashley Peterson, um, Adrian Peterson's wife. I said, you are balancing all the things you have these business. She's like, how do you know? And I was like, I see you. You're always like glam. And she's like, 
that's what I choose to show on my Instagram. And then she's like, I have a nanny. I have a house cleaner. I have um, somebody that mm-hmm. comes in and cooks. And I was like, she goes, you're trying to compete with me. And like, and I, that's not even real. She's like that. Exactly. You have to stop like trying to measure up. Well, this mom can do it. This exactly. mom does. And she's like, no, I'm not doing that. She's like, you think I'm doing that, but you but, put out on social, like what you want people to see. And she's like, I'm not doing it by myself. So I'm like, who am I trying to compare to? Like, it's not even real. <laughs> exactly. Same here. I have a lot of help. My parents yeah. are here now. Um, with me. They help me with everything. I have a great support system. I just don't show it. Yeah. So it's like everything you're super, even though I do feel like I'm superwoman, but I do have a great support system. You, you are a superwoman. Um, <laughs> so we don't know if there's a second season of selling Tampa. We hope what else what, like what's coming up for you? What else? Um, a few things. I I'm here in Houston. I'm looking to open up something here. I just oh my did God. my Charlotte office. Um, I'm really literally, uh, wanting a Lord to be be a franchise brokerage. So it's going there. <laughs> yes. Atlanta on that agenda. I haven't decided Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta have a lot of my friends who, who own brokerages. Um, oh. But eventually once I get to that point where I want to, where it becomes a franchise, of course it definitely will be in Atlanta. Um, but I have that and I guess we just have to stay tuned for it. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. <laughs> I will. Um, and where can everybody find you? My Instagram is Sherelle Rosado underscore. Uh, on Twitter, I'm Sherelle Rosado. Those are the main two social media outlets that I really use. So, Okay. Thank you so much for doing this. Like so many great <laughs> tips, business-wise, mom life. Thank you so much, Erin. Next time we'll have margaritas out. Next time talking. we will have margaritas. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Squats and Margaritas podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Squats and Margaritas.